0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week in Worthless Knowledge. My name is Johnny Good Times,
1: and I am not the Truth Jones.
0: Finally, kind of trying to get back on that horse. Been a rough, uh, rough few weeks. We're hoping to hit our stride starting now.
1: How was your Quizzo Bowl?
0: Uh, it was good. It was good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. So, like I said, that was that was pretty hectic. Is December and January were both pretty nuts, and now I'm starting to slow down a little bit, even though I am going to Denver this weekend.
1: Geek Bowl, right? Or, Geek Bowl, yeah. I'm sorry, I couldn't do that. Honestly, if I was still In working, I'd, I'd probably come with you if I was not If I was still working, but since right. I'm unemployed, it's hard for me to get that kind of money together.
0: Yeah, the wife doesn't just dole out your allowance willy-nilly.
1: No, I don't know what I'm going to spend my $25 on this week, but, <laughs> but it's not going to be a 20th of a plane ticket, I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah, yeah probably some... Bubble gum and some baseball cards. The NBA All-Star Weekend just happened.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I actually watched a decent amount of it. Some of it with my wife, actually. Wow. She really enjoyed the three-point shootout.
0: Oh, the three-point shootout's the best part of it.
1: Easily, easily. Although the dunk contest was better than usual.
0: Oh, yeah, no, it was great this year, I gotta admit.
1: Well, at least those, those two guys. Usually there's only one guy who brings it.
0: Yeah, the fact it was going back and forth. The one guy, like, it's still as amazing as it was. I don't think people appreciate the dunk over the mascot.
1: I appreciate it. It was one of the best dunks I've ever seen. The guy who lost should have won.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: It was kind of like Dominique and Jordan. The
0: problem is that the judges are so wanting to give tens that they completely water down the scoring. Because nothing, nothing all night was better than that. I mean, you, you have to understand, this guy jumped. He, he, not only did he jump, His legs.
1: His butt was over the mascot's head.
0: His legs went above a creature that was probably like 6'3". Taller. He had a huge suit on. Yeah. Okay, so we'll say 6'6". Now, first of all, I want you to consider like somebody 6'6". And now try to imagine yourself swinging both of your legs over their head.
1: I cannot actually imagine You can't wrap
0: your head around it without just thinking it's silly. Okay, then, once you've done that, you're touching a basketball with one hand. Moving it to the other hand underneath your legs, which are now seven feet up in the air.
1: His head was even with the rim, dude. Yeah. And you're switching it into the other hand and then windmilling a basketball. By the way, that guy, to his credit, was not one of these, I'm going to try it three times and eventually I make one. Like, he went out there and he made these dunks. Yeah yeah, yeah. He, he was he was great I thought he should have won the other guy Zach Levine was great as well but I, I thought this guy was better whatever it was one of the better dunk contests I've seen in a really long time probably since Jordan and uh, Dominique you know it was good stuff I really enjoyed the three-point shootout as well that was fantastic
0: to have the two guys that are the most exciting be the final two guys and their teammates pretty cool all right so let's get the party started All right, we start on February 15th, 590 A.D., when Khosrow II was crowned King of Persia. Yeah.
1: Anything that happened that long ago that you're going to bring to the show must be significant.
0: Yeah, it seems like the Middle Ages and like Roman times really are where we hit our sweet spot.
1: I feel like you come up with most of that stuff, too. I feel like maybe that's your wheelhouse.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're more of our sort of our modern expert.
1: It's it's great when you work on a show that only has two people, and that in, that includes hosts, producers, directors, sound operators, whatever, because that makes you, by definition, the expert, if you happen to know even slightly more than the other person.
0: If we ever did, like, the video version of this show, I'd like to think that uh, my, underneath my, you know, when I was talking, like, under it show, my name... And then it would say middle ages expert. Your name, it would say, not the truth, Jones, modern day expert.
1: And then I think once that's been like kind of on the ticker or the crawl under you on a TV screen, I think you can like put it on resumes and stuff.
0: Oh, absolutely. I
1: think it's legally binding.
0: Yeah. No, you, you take a screen grab and then you include it in your resume when you send it out. Like if I'm looking like to be a professor or something like that.
1: You know, what are they going to do? They can't argue with it. it. It was on the TV.
0: Right. Yeah. The school's going to take one look at that picture. And they're going to say, whoa, this guy's an expert. It said so right on the TV.
1: This, this one's coming from uh, early, right. early dark ages expert, Johnny Goodtimes.
0: Khosrow's crowned king of Persia, and, you know, he's a pretty good king, yada, yada. But here's, here's where, you know, I became fascinated by the guy. It is believed that Khosrow ha- had a harem of 3,000 concubines. So the question is, how would your wife react if she found out you had a harem of 3,000 women?
1: <laughs> that's, that's the question. <laughs> how would she react? Yeah. All right. I think I think that she would be in this order, shocked. And I was going to say furious, but I don't even know if she would be furious. I think she'd be more shocked.
0: It's shocking.
1: Do you have any idea the administrative prowess that i would have to have in order to organize something like that
0: that's the thing you got to hand it to Khosra II. the second like this is before the days of you know spreadsheets
1: how would i organize something like this i think she would just be blown away that i'd managed to put something like this together and then once she got over that then she'd probably be irritated that i was you know having relations with all these women Although that's a lot of women. Like, do you think he was, he was with multiple women a day? Do you think he had a, a rotation that lasted like nine years?
0: That's the thing that's crazy. It's like, yeah, you look at like, you know, pitching rotation is five guys.
1: You know, you pull a guy out after the sixth inning if he's tired.
0: It seems to me like the whole deal is just really almost more trouble than it's worth.
1: What if you were one of just the kind of, uh, you know, mediocre members of the harem? Right. You always, are you always looking over your shoulder? See if somebody news coming in. Or to see if like he's sick of you and throws you in like the tiger pit or something. Because I get the impression that back then, kind of when you were done with a concubine, it wasn't like, "Hey, good luck, Godspeed." By the way, I'm I'm come I'm speculating on all this. I don't have any specific evidence.
0: Right. Well, I mean, it's just a just a sort of a quick racial comment. Of course, the Persians have a tiger pit.
1: Well, but I'm not the Middle Ages expert. That, what do you want? More,
0: that, right. Well, sure.
1: This is that's, more a more modern times guy.
0: Yeah. Wasn't the guy Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? Then he, Wasn't he like the Persian guy? like?
1: You mean Great Tiger? Yes. That wore a turban in the ring? Yeah,
0: correct. Yeah, so you've got this harem, and I mean, I think there's a couple of issues here to start with.
1: What issues can you think of? Well,
0: the main issue in terms of you know dealing with my wife is, first of all, if I've decided to do this. I've said, okay, I'm going to have a harem of 3,000 women. I'm thinking about going all in here. Now, the first issue I'm going to run into, obviously, is housing. I mean, that's going to be pretty big. Because there's just no way in the money I currently make that I can afford to house 3,000 women.
1: Well, you'd either have to have, like, uh, an apartment building.
0: Well, you need a giant warehouse.
1: So I'm saying if you treated them well, you...
0: You can't have to fit 3,000 women in a giant apartment building.
1: The dorm that I lived in at Virginia Tech had like 1600 guys in it you could definitely come up with something and i mean we know we were stacked to a room you could throw four conc- concubines in the same room uh, there's nobody like checking there's no regulations on this stuff
0: yeah i mean i guess if if we're in 598d there's no yeah, there's no license and inspections
1: well i don't think i think you're doing all this in secret even if it's 2016 i don't think you're just out there with there's it
0: no way you can hide three thousand women in secret
1: like in the city Right, yeah. Like, you could maybe hide, like, 40. 40? (laughs) At best. You think you could hide 40 women?
0: My best-case scenario... You couldn't hide 40 women. ...hiding women is, I'm saying, I could probably get away with hiding 40 for a short period of time. There's no way I'm hiding 3,000 for nine years. Are
1: they okay with it? I'm assuming they're kind of at least going along with it. In this scenario, are the women kind of, like, willing participants? I'm going to be part of this monster harem... Or, well, or are I, you keeping them against their will?
0: Well, I mean, I have ungodly power. They don't really have any say in it. Okay, right?
1: but you're going back and forth here. You're going back and forth between, like, 2016 and, like, 600. Are you, Johnny Goodtimes, a Quizzo host in Philadelphia, no, having a harem no. of 3,000 people? Or are you, Johnny Goodtimes, do you wield ungodly power and you can do whatever?
0: In a shocking turn of events, I become king of the United States. I decide I want to have a harem of 3,000 women, but I don't want my wife to find out. That's
1: your first executive order. Correct.
0: The taxpayers are going to start getting upset after a while.
1: But you're saying you could hide 40, probably. Sure.
0: But the taxpayers, if they find out about this, and somehow keeping my wife in the dark, but the taxpayers find out, they're going to be furious that their taxes are going toward housing, clothing, and feeding 3,000 women. The majority of whom I won't even see for six or seven years, much less have intercourse with. Right.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's just an absolute. You want to talk about just bureaucratic waste.
1: Pork barrel spending.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely out of control.
1: You're clearly a Democrat in this scenario.
0: <laughs> well, sure. Sure. Yeah. No, It's. I mean, it's complete government largesse.
1: I can tell you this. Ted Cruz wouldn't have anything like this going on.
0: So I guess the other issue, the thing that that we got to get back to is with our wives. Would your wife be madder if she found out you had a harem of 3000 women or if you were cheating on her with like one woman?
1: Well, I think she'd be really mad at both, first of all. But I think that there would be a certain level of like, wow, (laughs) my husband's a way more dynamic. I mean, he's doing a lot more with his time than I thought he was. You know, with the 3,000 one, because that would basically mean like every minute she was away from me, I was making I was working out the details of this somehow.
0: Either that or making passionate love.
1: Right. So there would be anger there because there'd be more lying. And, you know, and if she really thought about it, she'd be like, man, he's making a lot of passionate love to these 3,000 people. I think she'd be secretly impressed (laughs) a little bit like, you know, both that I was able to get 3,000 women to agree to this. And that I was able to somehow house and clothe, But she'd be mad because, like, you know, we don't have a ton of money. Right. Yeah. And this would have to cost. What's it cost to clothe and feed 3000 women for a month?
0: Oh, it's got to be outrageous. I mean, that's why I had to add that I had become king, because under my current financial circumstances, I couldn't house, clothe and feed 3000 women for like an afternoon. But like less than nine years.
1: How long could you clothe, feed, and house 3,000 women? You're saying less than one afternoon. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, a couple hours. As long as they didn't want it. As long as they were okay with just eating pizza.
0: Well, not even pizza. I was going to say I was going to have to, like, make a giant <laughs> a giant stew. Ramen noodles. Right, yeah. Just a giant bowl of ramen noodles. In, like, a
1: big cauldron.
0: Takes up my whole backyard.
1: <laughs> but, you know, but your wife wouldn't notice. <laughs> well, she'd be like, what are you... What are you doing with that giant pool of soup? So I've noticed. I've noticed there's a huge cauldron in the backyard that didn't used to right. be there. What is that? Like a five, six thousand gallon cauldron?
0: Yeah. What are you uh, using that
1: cauldron for, Johnny?
0: And I keep I keep noticing that all of our tomatoes are missing every time I get more. You know, if my wife found out, I think she would be madder at one because I think the three thousand would be so overwhelming, and she would think that
1: I'd lost my mom <laughs> she would think that huh she'd, yeah. she'd just be like yeah I noticed you haven't been that interested in me sexually lately <laughs> are you are you are you messing around with 3,000 other women is that what's uh, happening here
0: yeah well, that would explain the cauldron
1: in the backyard <laughs> it sure would because the first thing you think when you see someone that all of a sudden has a new cauldron and you can't explain where it came from is that they're probably feeding thousands of women in such a- <laughs> Right, just like that that's guy great. he's having an affair
0: as opposed to if it was just one woman i'd have like a new sports car
1: right 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 right. you you know you'd have like really nice sunglasses or something <laughs> right, right. <Okay. laughs> you're talking about volume you got to make certain uh sacrifices and quality <laughs> that's
0: right that's right i okay. mean I mean, it's probably the giant culture costs as much as, like, you know,
1: a Porsche. Yeah, we should do, like, a, a comparison chart. Like, if, mean, if you're having an affair with one woman, this is what you have. If you're having an affair with 3,000 women, this is what you have. And they show, like, Porsche, one woman, 3,000 women, just huge unmarked van.
0: Yeah, and, like, and like call... Because <laughs> you have
1: to ship them around.
0: Well, you, you're going to have to get an 18-wheeler.
1: Bus, school bus.
0: I mean, you're going to have to have, like, a fleet of tractor-trailers. The cost of that's going to be ungodly too.
1: You're not taking three thousand of them around at the same time. You're not uh, saying, "Hey, hey, ladies, we're all going to the Phillies game, all three thousand of us."
0: Wow, that would be. <laughs>
1: oh man, that would be fantastic.
0: That would be impressive. I mean, we could. I mean, there's
1: definitely enough room there. What at the Phillies game? Oh yeah, these days. Sure, yeah, I'm not saying, but I mean, that's not cost effective. No,
0: no. You know, they probably give you a group rate.
1: But the markups on food at the baseball game are ridiculous. You could feed 3,000 people so much cheaper out of a cauldron.
0: No, we're sneaking in, we're sneaking in with our own soup. Well, dollar dog night, we, that's the only time I'd go.
1: That's still $3,000. I mean, probably
0: every meal is going to be $3,000. I mean, a dollar each is about as cheap as you can get.
1: Got every meal, $3,000. <laughs> Think about how quickly that would ruin you.
0: Well, again, I mean, uh, in an afternoon. <laughs>
1: right, that was, that <laughs> would be, Imagine if you set up this whole thing, the logistics and everything, and you're like, all right, now we're ready to get it started. And you just hemorrhage money for two hours, and that was just it. It was over. Man, remember in February of 2016 when for a couple hours I had a harem of 3,000 women? <laughs> and my wife didn't know about it.
0: And you know, like, the whole time, like, nothing would happen because the whole time there would be, like, small problems arising. You'd
1: maybe mess around with one or two women.
0: No, you wouldn't even get that far. You'd start to mess around with a woman and somebody would be like, hey, uh, we're running low on firewood. <laughs>
1: right hey, uh, so-and-so's got a really bad fever. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs>
0: right.
1: Because <laughs> right. 3,000 uh, people, like, you know, probably 50 or 60 of them are going to you know, be sick at any given time. 30, you know what? First of all, this would be a good sitcom. Second of all, <laughs> wife getting mad aside, a, a logistical nightmare. And I think that sums it up pretty well.
0: A logistical nightmare followed by the complete dissolve of my marriage.
1: Right. You won't ever see your children again. February 15th, 706 AD. Right.
0: We're staying back in the good old days. All right. So the Byzantine Emperor Justinian. Yeah. This is a few years before our date. was overthrown by uh, Leontios. Okay. As was custom at the time, Leontios was like one of his military generals, and he overthrew him. As was custom at the time, Leontios had Justinian's nose cut off. Sure. So, then he exiled him. Well, Justinian went out, and of course, he got a um, fake golden nose. Right. Which I'm glad to report, this is not the first time we've discussed such a thing.
1: Just like Shock G.
0: Right. (laughs) A lot like Shock G. Three years later, Leontios was overthrown by Tiberius, and Leontios had his nose cut off. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Well, now Justinian, don't forget about our boy Justinian. He puts an army together and sneaks back into town, sneaks back in with an army, rallies the town of Constantinople to fight behind him. You know, they find Tiberius and somehow find Leontios. I'm not sure what Leontios was doing in town you would have thought after getting his nose cut off, he probably would have looked for something new. Sure. But they find them both in town, bring them to Justinian. Justinian has Tiberius' nose cut off. Leontios already was missing a nose. Sure. Then places his foot on their necks, then had them both killed. But I think it goes back to something we we discussed a few times, which is the scary concept of if you come into power... You have to kill the guy that was already there, right,
1: so I got a question for you, okay. How much money would it take for you to have yeah. your have your nose cut off if I could replace it with a golden nose? now, you can't then turn around and sell the golden nose,
0: oh, so I can't double dip
1: no, no no, no, don't be ridiculous how How much money would it would it take for you to do that?
0: Oh, my nose cut off.
1: And replaced with a golden nose, which is probably not, like, a great likeness for a real nose. Like, you're not fooling anybody.
0: Right. Well, according to the article I was reading, like, this was a very... It was an exact likeness to Justinian's original nose.
1: Whatever. It's not going to be the same. It's like the 6th century, man.
0: Well... So Justinian probably had a pretty good goldsmith. I mean, the guy was king, for heaven's sakes.
1: Yeah, but no one's going to think, oh, that's his real nose. Well, of course not. It's golden. Right. That's what I'm saying. So how much? The problem is here. What's the problem?
0: Well, it's my vanity is the problem.
1: You've always been vain.
0: The rational side of me wants wants to put a, a nice, tidy sum on this. The the vain side of me says, how am I going to go around with a golden nose for the rest of my life?
1: Right. Once it's gone, it's gone. Plus, like, getting it cut off wouldn't be any picnic. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, what's the number? Man, your wife would be pissed. Let's just—that's just a prerequisite. Your wife would be pissed. Mine would too.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: She'd be like, "What back room did you hatch this deal in? You just come home one day with like a you know golden nose. (laughs)
0: and and you don't say anything about it.
1: You You just hope she doesn't notice. Uh,
0: What's that on your nose?
1: What are you talking about?
0: Your nose. It's it's like
1: it's like like iridescent gold.
0: Oh one spray paint ago. This is real gold, honey. It was worth so much more than it was yesterday.
1: I can see my reflection in your nose. A million?
0: Oh no, come on! I'd have to be taken care of for life.
1: Well, we we know from past conversations that the amount that it would take to take care of you for life is an exorbitant amount. <laughs> you went on record as saying you would blow five million in two years. <laughs> Ten million?
0: I mean, am I gonna get like an anesthetic uh, before they cut my nose off?
1: I'd say probably not. It's not like surgery. I mean, it's like some guy hacks it off oh. with a knife.
0: Oh, okay. So it's it's just
1: This, this. is this is 6th century.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not doing it then.
1: You're not doing it at all? Nah. I'd do it for 20 million. <laughs> you'd have
0: you'd have your nose cut off. Do you know how hard I would laugh at you? Like, you know I don't know I don't know how much 20 million's worth. But it's going to have to be worth enough that every Every time I see you, I am going to break into hysterics and talk about what a jackass you are.
1: That's baked into the price, though.
0: That's part of the big deal, like part of the big deal isn't just the the abject pain of having my nose cut off or the, you know, somewhat public humiliation daily of walking around with a golden nose. I'm not
1: going to sit here and tell you there's not a downside. (laughs) There's downside. That's why I'm demanding eight figures. And by the way, although you can't cash in the nose, like when you die, your wife can sell the nose.
0: There's guys in the NBA and major leagues that are making more than that a year. And you're willing to do it to have your nose cut off and replaced by a gold nose.
1: But I'm not making anything a year. You can't compare me to people that are doing really, oh, what? Russell Westbrook's doing better than you, so you can't have your nose cut off. Sure I can. And by the way, they, they probably do good stuff with prosthetics these days. It's probably better. <laughs>
0: Yeah. But the one you're getting is gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like you're gonna get a pro prosth- it'd be different if you're like, oh you're gonna get a prosthetic that looks just like the real No one. no no, it's <laughs> gonna it's <laughs> gonna,
1: I'm I'm gonna look like Humpty Hump. <laughs> That's right. The number's twenty million.
0: Every time you walk in the grocery store, everybody in the grocery store is gonna turn around and walk.
1: I'm not going to the grocery store anymore. I got I got money to pay people to do that for me. <laughs> and, by, and so so twenty million for me, so that would be enough money for you to cheat on Jeopardy twice so think so think about that which would you rather do cheat on jeopardy twice or have your nose cut off and replaced with a golden replica about even
0: all right. all right well obviously i'll cheat on jeopardy twice
1: right well me too me too
0: yeah i'm not doing it. i'm not getting my nose cut off
1: that's a great conversation by the way to kick it <laughs> yeah, off indeed. All right. Well, it's been real, guys. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back in a week to give you a little more of the same. Uh, this is NatTheTruthJones. the truth, Jones. It's a good time. We'll see you guys later. Take it light. Check-up. Microphone. Check-up. Microphone. Check-up. Microphone. Check-up.